見てさ Done things, my love. We, 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 we can make that go away. The ones on the boat, they're, they're thugs, guns for hire. I can make that go away. You don't understand. I do understand. Please, have I ever denied you anything? Have I ever said no? Have I always given you the money? I can't control it! What, so, so, so you get to live and I get to die? Is that it? It's a curse. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Citizen Frame. Again, getting this out of the way now because I always forget. I am Kieran, your host, and joining me is Trevor. Great to be here, Kieran, as always. All right. Of course it is. It's a pleasure always working with me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's a constant delight. <laughs> it's a reason I get up in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. There's no sarcastic tone whatsoever in that. Uh, we're here to go back into Marvel. And I've got a question for our viewers or listeners out there about Marvel. I gotta blame Sony on this one, um, and Marvel, not Disney and Marvel. They're two different entities. Mm-hmm. Because at least with Disney Marvel, if they're doing character stories, other characters, you know, bringing in origin stories of light characters or characters who are coming into the universe, they'll put them on Disney Plus and give them like eight good episodes. They're really good reviews, like Loki and uh, and uh, what do you call them, uh, Hawkeye. And uh, Moon Knight, and all, all, these all that sort of thing. Yeah, and they're all going to be coming in to the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. the new phase, whatever they're phase four, wherever they're on now. My problem I have is with Marvel and Sony. Why can't they just give their side projects, these side characters that they're bringing into the universe, a better arc? Why can't they invest the time? the money on a good script and really focus on it like they did with No Way Home. Because I'm going to tell you now, the spinoffs that Marvel, has, uh, Marvel Sony have done, which is Venom and the one we're about to talk about today, Morbius, I don't think they're given the attention that the, the films I just mentioned and the programs I just mentioned they're due. I don't think they give them anything to really work with. I think the Russian get them out, yes, plant the seed, and then get them to the next phase. Yeah, it's um, my personal feelings, which I've discussed on the podcast about um, Disney Marvel, is that it's pure overkill. Um, it's just like it's, it's. There seems to be a new release every week. If it's not a TV series, then it's a film, and it's. It's just you remember when we were we were kids. You used to wait at least a few years for a Star Wars film, um, if we were lucky. And it, but then when it did happen, it was a huge event. This is it's it's factory filmmaking and it's pure pure overkill. I'm not saying some of it's not good, by the way. I'm just saying it, it it's just a complete onslaught of it, and it's pure consumerism, and and it's it, it's it's too much. I think the problem is um, we had this discussion before with Marvel, and you and I are in the different yeah. edge of the spectrum. I respect and love Marvel. I like Sony. I like the films they do. I again, I like what uh, Sony are doing, by the way, more than Marvel. You, you and I are on a different yeah, you know page. edge of the page there. But no, my, my my question is, what I don't understand is the inconsistency when they could come out with Guardians, they come out with Spider Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. and they gave us this. 
because now Morbius is getting just destroyed. Yes. When it comes to what reviewers are saying. I mean, it is getting... Now, it's not the train wreck. I'll stick up for it a little bit I'm going to stick up for it a little bit as well. Um, however, I can clearly see why fans would be agitated. Um, this th- should have been dealt a lot smarter script. It should have been really given us a a much better art. Well, I, I, I can I think I can point out the problems with it. Yeah, I've got I know I know what it is. I've watched this film twice mm-hmm. and then I watched it the third time. The third time I always kind of flash through it to kind of take some more notes. Mm-hmm. But let me I mean I just it pisses me off because at the end of the day this character is going to be a huge, huge in the Marvel universe. Now I don't know if it's a Sinister Six. I don't understand yeah. the Sinister Six, but I'll give you an example. We got Blade coming out, a new Blade, a whole built refranchise. Now, please, Morbius and Marvel gurus, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident when I say this. Morbius, in the comics at least, is the reason Blade became Blade. Mm-hmm. Morbius caused Blade to transition. So that's a pretty big character arc, know, uh, story arc. Character arc, story arc that you're about to develop, and you couldn't give us something a little better than what we got in this film. Now, Morbius was invented in 1971. He's obviously the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of story. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. An anti hero. Uh, yeah, he's the anti-hero, which you get in pretty much in pretty much every super, every every superhero is pretty much that. Well, the good ones anyway. <laughs> I, I yeah, let's get this out of the way now. I, I will say this: I like Jared Leto for the so most I. part. I think he's a fun actor. I think he's willing to take chances. Requiem for a Dream is, although he's not a standout performance in it. Um, you know, there, there's better performers in it, but um, he's pretty solid in it. Um, however, um, that is an amazing film. Um, heavy, heavy, bleak stuff. But yeah, I, 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 a lot of people will remember him for the for his version of the Joker and Suicide, the Suicide Squad, or sorry, the first version of Suicide Squad. Um, I, you know, I, I think he's he's pretty good in general terms. He's not, you know, but he's he's not sort of, you know. He's not one of the greatest actors, you know, we've ever seen. But, you know, for me, I always remember him from Requiem for a Dream, which is a powerful, powerful film. So everyone go see Requiem for a Dream. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is I don't think Jared Leto was right for this part. And I like the guy. I just feel the whole Jekyll and Hyde did not work. Yeah. Yeah. And Leto. Now, the problem with this was a direction. You got a pretty solid director behind the behind the lens here, mm-hmm. or is it bad casting? Uh, I I don't know. Um, I just felt. Who would you have cast as as um, Morbius? I'll give you an example. To me, Morbius should have been played. Now, I'm not saying the same actor, but an actor of his gravitas, like Willem Dafoe did when he played the Goblin. Yes. When he played, that was a great persona of good and evil in one man. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it in Jared Leo's performance. No, but let's talk about the intro here. There's no, real I've con- got... there's no major conflict for the character. 
no personal, well, I, personal I, conflict. I disagree. I think there is. Well, no, for, I mean, there's a pretty big conflict. But he doesn't really. Yes, I know there is, of course. But he doesn't really portray it well enough. Yes, exactly, and that's my point. When you're, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this right now, and I'll, let's get this out of the way because I know you're gonna fucking go nuts in about two seconds, <laughs> Trevor. I'll tell you right now, Matt Smith's performance steals this movie. Who's Matt Smith? I've never heard of him. I'm only joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love Matt Smith, not just because he played the 11th Doctor, my favourite Doctor of them all, including the classic series Doctors, but I just think all round he is a brilliant and very versatile actor, and also he comes across as a really nice guy in real life too. Yeah, well, i never seen it. He's always been kind of cameo guy in Terminator and all this yes. other stuff. And this is the first time I've really seen him act, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. He's done crap, which is like Last Stop and Show, whatever. That, that was horrible Last film. Night in Soho? Yeah, horrible I didn't film. Think, well, I, didn't think, I wouldn't say it was horrible, but it wasn't good. It wasn't that good. It was but all right. When you have him, mm-hmm. and then you've got Gerard Harris, mm-hmm. I, I, and you had Lito, you, we, I, I, let's jump... I'm kind of going more over the place. Let's just jump no, in. You're fine. Yeah. In the beginning, uh, you had me this beautiful shot at the beginning, beginning of this film. They're in Costa Rica, and you, and you fall on this, this uh, chopper, mm-hmm. and then the chop. You cut away from the chopper, and then we go down. We're in a waterfall, and we go down the, the bottom waterfall. We're in we're in the caves, and then we come around, and then we see the chopper landing. It's a nice little yeah. one shot, kind of giving you the, the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. And then Jared Leto comes out and he puts his hand, he's cut his hand, and he puts his hand out and all these bats, vampire bats, yes. start coming. And then it says, boom, 23 years earlier. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, oh, There is a bit of a plan with, um, you know, the sort of time frames. It does jump about a bit. No, but 23 years earlier? Yeah. So so he's in his mid-30s, this character. This is not him uh, at this point in Costa Rica. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 23 years Yes, 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 I know. My point is that... When he's, you know, he puts his hand out and these bats start coming, right? Yes. Those are the bats he he, he traps yes. when we see them later on mm-hmm. in his thing, right? Yeah. Remember when he, he unveils this big glass? Yes. It's a, it's a fucking uh, full of bats. Yeah. It's a cage full of bats. Those are the bats he kidnapped in that beginning scene, right? Yeah. Okay. That's I'm what sure. I took out of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, here's what works for the film. And we, there are arcs. Especially Matt Smith's. Yes. And what I like, and I think Jared Harris is nice to see him. Good actor. He was good Great in actor. Chernobyl, that um, miniseries from a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, uh, but again, I think he's he could have been in it more. Um, I don't know why he wasn't featured in it more. But yeah, but I do like the fact how you how it introduced uh, young Milo, uh, Milo Lucian, yes. Matt Smith's character, mm-hmm. and then you've got. Our boy, Morbius, and how they have this rare, you know, blood disease, and and how they met in this hospital slash school. Grace, yeah, and yeah, and and it's kind of like a, a gifted school hospital. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a weird one that it was like fucking. It, it was yeah, a school like for X-Men. gifted kids, but also <laughs> sick gifted kids. Yeah, yeah, it's like ex school for hospital, ex hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. but for Xavier. kids. It- Went well with a blood condition. Yeah, yeah. We see, uh, and you see, there's a scene where Milo gets beat up. Yes, Uh, but it shows off Milo's anger at the same time. Yeah, it's a glimpse into what he will become. Of what's what's to become. It's sort of dark shard, and his soul. You know, but you know, 
um, Morbius himself has a dark side too, although not quite as much as his um, de facto brother, Milo. And when they split them up and they go their separate ways, you kind of feel sorry for the kids because that's all they kind of had. Yeah. And they have this common... Now, that's quickly fixed because we find out next scene that they're still buddies mm-hmm. and they're living in New York. Milo is... No, is it Milo who's... And then you get... The biochemist award. Yes, that was um, Mor- Morbius that gets that. Morbius gets that. He's the biochemist of the group. Where Milo is more just kind of playboy hanging, yeah. playboy hanging, yeah. And he's he works with children, and it's like he's taken his disease and he's made it for the uh, the good, and he's trying to work with it and try to obviously overcome it and try to fight, you know, get a cure, or make a, the world a better serum. place, but also cure himself. Exactly. Where Matt Smith's kind of, kind of just sitting back, and and Jared Harris is with Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Why is he still with him? Is Jared Harris his father? No, but he sort of has been current for him. It, it, well, it, I mean, it's obvious Matt Smith comes from money and has a lot of money, so he's obviously paying him to look after him. So they decide to go to international waters, mm-hmm. and the reason they go to international waters because there's no law, yep. so they can eject themselves. Yeah, with the it's, serum. Le- it's basically illegal experiments. Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that little segue. So far, I'm into the film. I'm kind of rushing it through. Did, it, you, notice, in... did you notice the Nosferatu reference at this point? Yeah, I saw it on... Was it a poster or something? It's a boat. It's a boat. It the, the name of the boat is the director of Nosferatu. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> which, which Nosferatu? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the original 20, okay. 1922 one. And also, you know... Well, obviously, Nosferatu is a version of Dracula. You know, it has a boat coming into you know in, in the dock, full of dead yeah. bodies. The worst actor in the film is is Martine Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Well, she's Doctor Bancroft. She's like the, uh, the I guess you could say love interest, but not really because generic sense lady and um, love triangle woman. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was all a bit generic and sort of shoehorned. Yeah, so. When they he decides to inject himself and he's behind this glass, you know, barrier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't hold. And this whole attack sequence when he's ejected, I think it's really cool. I'm gonna, uh, I shall beg the death of there, Karen. Uh, yes, it, I, it's well realized, but I would have overall in this film overall, um, I would have been, I would have much much preferred them to use practical effects throughout. Yes, we wouldn't have got um, as much sort of whizzing about and cool stuff and all that there, but it would have been more realistic. And there should have been more gore, like proper gore. They should have went full blade with us, like, you know, proper blade, you know, the way it Well, they, no, they're not going R. They're not going R with blade either. Wait, yeah, well, so, that's fucking disappointing. So, that's no, I, did, I didn't mind it. I'm going to tell you now. And I thought it was pretty gory. And uh, when he attacks them all and he takes them all out, I think it was clever. I like the way he breaks through the glass. Yes. Um, and I do like it has that that uh, what do you kind of call it that uh, like residue? The tr- yeah, the trail the trail he leaves as he as he moves about. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fun. I hear what you're saying. In the in the days I grew up, when I'm watching the '79 Dracula, my favorite yes. one with Frank Langella, and the howling and the thing mm-hmm. you want practical. I agree with that, but we're not going to get it this day and age. Well, that's what disappointing we are, to me. Um, well, what we are going to the only the only time I think practical would have worked better. Is when he starts like uh, turning, yes, or he he's turned, but he's not doing any movement. He's just looking at you. That could have been real effects. We don't need fucking. We don't need CGI for him to look at. I, us. I'm going to tell you what works. The only time I appreciated the CGI on this film, 
and I'm a bit of a sort of, uh, let's just say I'm worried of CGI in general, but I do think it works where they, he goes from being really, really sort of unhealth, unhealthily skinny, and, um, and then whenever he takes a serum, and he becomes, you know, badass vampire, he, um, he's then built like a brick shithouse, you know, he's, he's buff basically, and he's all bulked up, um, I think there's obviously a bit of CGI, a bit of CGI going on there. Um, either way, maybe both ways. I think it really works there. I feel that the first twenty-seven minutes of this film, yes, this is all the way because after he takes them all out, mm-hmm. he's the one who even calls the mayday. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's got to you know eject himself to keep himself. Uh, you know, yeah, every four uh, hours or whatever it is. Four hours, yeah, he's got to maintain himself. So. I like the fact that he, he's taking accountability here mm-hmm. and calls the mayday. That's it. That's the first 27 minutes, give or take a couple mm-hmm. minutes of the film. You had me all in. I'm excited. Cool. Let's do it. This is where it starts to, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> the first 27 minutes of the film, save it. For me, from for me, not giving this the favor. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think there's some good stuff after that, and some better stuff than the, the start. Well, Which it f- certainly isn't Agent Stroud and Rodriguez. Yeah. These two fucking idiots. Oh, Rodriguez. Oh, he's like the smart ass of the group. He's a comedy. He's a comedy sidekick. I didn't like it at all. It, no, you should have got. You should have got a cool veteran cop to play this role. Get rid of these two idiots. I, th- I thought they were all right. You know, they weren't amazing. Uh, like, but I, I, I did like Rodriguez. You know. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, they, luckily, they're not in it too much to destroy it. Yeah. Comedy said, well, Rodriguez was <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess your nice uh, opinion of what's what's comedy and what's not is <laughs> <laughs> way way differs. Mm-hmm. I did like his drool delivery of the lines, you know, about, um, you know, about stuff about vampires and stuff, you know, and he brought, I did laugh when he brought, when he brought the holy water into the interview with Morbius. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you had such a good dark t- first 27 minutes mm-hmm. seeing these kids and what they have to deal with when they're younger, then they have to be split up. And then one is trying to work to find some kind of cure for this. And the other one's dealing it with alcoholism and yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, I like that dark tone. Once you put in these two dipshits, you kind of went in a different direction. But again, Marvel does that. Mm-hmm. They sometimes they don't know what genre they want to be. Uh, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah, this wasn't horror, and it was superhero. The way even the fact that he that Morbius is wasn't about with that residue residue, which does look sort of mildly cool in a sort of. CGI cool. superhero way, yes, but not in a horror way. Um, um, yes, I'll, I'll give it to it for a, in a superhero way, um, but not in a not not what I was looking for for a vampire film ultimately, you know. So I do like the scene where he's testing out the serum a bit. Uh, he's he's mm-hmm. got drink. He's got this. He got artificial blood. He uses mm-hmm. to keep himself because he's not going to kill anybody. He's not going to go through what he went through on the boat. Yes. So he's got this artificial blood. Here's the problem I have with this. I, this is where I had a problem with Jared Leto, and I don't. Not his fault. A something got edited. Uh, this movie was chopped. It was chopped. Got, apparently, I've, I've read up on it. And yeah, it was a lot of editing done. There's got to be a scene here where he has to deal with all those people he just killed. Mm-hmm. 
we don't get that really. We get a quick segue, he doesn't deal quick with cut. It, yeah. he, there's no dealing with it. Oh, it's okay. I made artifice of blood. I don't have to kill people anymore. Well, let me see you deal with mm-hmm. the de- the people you just slaughtered. And it would, la- it would land with to his character. Exactly. Matt Smith does it. We yes. get it from him. But that's I don't think. But again, I, Matt Smith's got good dialogue. He's got he's got a better character arc. I he's think. He's a better actor. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Jared no. Leto's a good actor. That's not fair. He's all right. Jared, Jared he, oh, come on. He's got the Oscar. He's, 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 he's a good actor. But I think it's the material that's been given for him or something's been cut. I think it's a bit of both. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with the editing part, but I'm not going to agree with his acting. Mm-hmm. No, um, I mean, I'm not saying he can't act. He can, but I think I definitely think Matt Smith is a, a better and more watchable actor. And that's not just because I'm a doctor. It really isn't. Like I, I'm just, yeah. I, I, I'm just genuinely believe Matt Smith is the real deal. But if nothing against Lido, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, clearly think he's a shitty actor. That's no. what I heard. <laughs> Anyone else hear that? Everybody. I do no. not, and I actually quite like a lot of. Don't the say "Wrecking for a Dream." Don't say "Wrecking for a Dream." <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> I. You know what? You know what? I. You know who I. I you know what performance of his I did not hate. I mean, right. I've seen better versions of it. I didn't really have a problem with his Joker. However, Suicide Squad, where he's a Joker in it, it is so shit. Um, he's the best but thing again, in it. But again, that's not his fault. That's yes, my point. He and he is the best character in it. Yeah, and he's given. He's. I think he works with the material he's given. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, All actors do. But I just don't know. There has to be. You can't slaughter all these innocent people and then, la la yeah. la, I got artificial blood. Well, mm-hmm. give us five minutes of you feeling like shit. It's a very short film for a Marvel film as well, Marvel Sony, whatever it is. It's yeah. um, it's obviously being edited, and this was sh- it was shot during COVID as well, apparently. So there's, I think there's other issues there, you know, with um, it, it's it's actual, you know, the making of it. But uh, it's only like an hour and forty five minutes, and usually you get at least two hours for these types of films, especially yeah. especially the first in a series. That's what I'm. No, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Venom is only ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's right. Yeah. You, why are you giving these two big care villains, yeah. technically, that you're going to give into the Marvel Universe and give them these, these scripts, mm-hmm. this lazy... I, I don't get it. Yeah. It had me in the first 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a nice scene and with both actors where Milo confronts Michael. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Morbius. What's it called, Morbius? Morbius, how he realizes what he's doing. Yes, and he's like, so you're, you're this ultimate. You're, you're you, you can walk, and he goes, he and he goes, yeah, but there's this is not ready. This I I he's telling him that this is not what it looks like. Yes, turn I can you walk, into a monster, but it will turn you into a monster. But Matt's okay. He's like, there's a great line where Matt gives a great. You can see all he says is, so you get to live and I get to die, yeah. mm-hmm. and right there that one line sums up Matt's character. Yes. And, and it's it's a great it's a proper writing of a villain in that he actually um you can to a certain extent you can sort of empathize with his reasons for becoming a villain. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a scene where the the long hallway and the lights are flickering. Yes, with the nurse. Yeah, and I, I had throwbacks to Legion. Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get nurse to that. in the corridor. Yeah, but what sucks. I just thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. We got vampires. You know, now we got two, technically. Mm-hmm. We're like, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing really happened. This is where 
they kind of lose me. It could have been scarier. Yes, you gotta give and me, not only that, me there, scary. The, the actual killing of the nurse is done in a long shot, but that's up, that's done so you don't realise that it's not actually Morbius because they're they're trying to trick you into believing that it's Morbius when it's not really. It's oh Lucian. no, I knew. I got, yeah, it's obvious, but I mean they were still trying to, at that point. They're still trying to in a way. Trying no, to. no, especially after the scene. Where Morbius is telling Milo, you can't do this, you can't do this. We all know right away. Oh, it's Milo. obvious. But, um, yeah, but they're still sort of trying to convince us that it could. It just might be Morbius. I like how they played with the sonar. Mm-hmm. How he's kind of realizing he's got sonar now. Yes. Um, kind of like the play they did with Daredevil. Daredevil kind of got the same thing. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, but again... Like the hallway scene, you have these glimpses of two really, you know, good actors going at it, mm-hmm. and then you fall up the hallway. Oh, death of the nurse. And you get that fucking stupid love triangle thing. Oh yeah, the the nurse. She, she. she I don't get. I rather the problem is you don't need all these fucking characters. Yep, I would be. People I would don't, quite people don't want to see nurse. She was actually pointless in this entire film. I want. She offered nothing. Yeah, I would. Yeah, hundred percent. And I would happily just see a film with just um, Leto and Matt Smith going head to head and bumping off a load of extras um, in the meantime. With um, you have uh, with Officer Rodriguez investigating. No, <laughs> I'm making you bad have, puns. You have a road cop. Okay, yeah. you have like a cool road cop. We'll say I always go Gary Oldman. Yeah, uh, I would say Gary Oldman veteran cop who's laughed off the force because he investigates Spider-Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's investigating. You got Jared Harris who's trying to keep the peace between these two. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yes. And that's it. You uh-huh. just need four characters. Everything it's, else is it's, cannon it's, fire. Just it, let them get it. In a way, it feel, in many ways, this film feels underdeveloped, but at the same time, certain aspects of it feel overdeveloped, like the stuff with the love interest um, doctor lady. And um, I can't even remember her name. She was up blonde. And um, you know the the, the yeah, Bancroft. Bancroft. it's like they it's like they focused on the wrong things in this film at times, you know. And then whenever they do focus on the likes of Matt Smith, he really does fucking shine. And he, it is one of the well, it is the strongest point of the film for me. There, it's just sad because there's so much potential with with this. And I did see the a certain sort of blade vibe that they were going with you know I, I love the score by the way and it did have it was, oh the score was awesome yeah I, and I it was even a notes. blade runner feel about it you know with the you know the city at night and stuff yeah and neon lit and you know all that sort of thing always and raining so there was so much potential there and they had all the ingredients they had a great cast well the two great leads anyway and the um, jared harris as a you know in the support so it had everything going for it and it's just so, so sad that it's been a wasted opportunity and I loved, like, again, all Fuck the even have Michael Mo- Keaton at the end. Which was completely wasted. Yeah. Um, you have, so you have you know, Morbius and Milo. Morbius ends up getting blamed for everything, so he's yeah. in prison. And Milo goes to visit him. To be fair, he yeah, did fucking he, kill a load of fucking Russian it, gangsters on a boat. <laughs> it was just a great, it was a great scene. Yeah. Because, again, when these two have, were talking, or they're, or, you know... You know what their plans are. Yeah, we can't do this, but yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's good dialogue, hundred percent. And, and I would and say as the well, the scene, the scene, and then when he goes to visit him, yes, and it gives us that Kaiser Sose moment. Yes, I fucking loved yes. it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I because would say as that's well. when that's when Morbius sees he left his cane in there. Yeah, 
And then you see him walking out of the prison as he's not limping. Yes. It's so cool. Yes. And I would say as well, although I, I did say that um, Matt, Matt Smith steals the show, he does indeed over Lido. But at the same time, whenever they're together on the screen, it's brilliant. Yeah. They, 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 they have a well great together. dynamic. Well, that's the problem here. Because when Jared Lido is by himself, he's not given much to work with. And then if he is given to somebody, he's given that stupid fucking nurse. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's not, But when he's with Matt Smith... Boom, you got two actors here. Yeah. Or Jared Harris, you know? Yeah. It, and the spark of each, off each, off each other great. Even the early scenes before um, the two of them become vampires, you know, in the park. I don't mean it's whenever they're kids. You know when he goes to visit them and they're walking about the town. There's, you, but there's a believable bond between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. And they look so frail. And yes, they look, the two you know, of them do. And there's a tragedy about them because they're both Dan and they look like they're Dan. And it's believable. It's so funny you bring that scene up when they're like the scene where they're, and he goes to get them. You, you, we need to get you off for a walk. Yes. And this is before this all went down, and they're go, they're walking down a busy street in New York. Uh-huh. It reminded me of the exact same shot with or with uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yes. Mm-hmm. With John Voight and Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. and obviously Hoffman's dying. Yes. And they're just walking down the street. It just they had that. It could. Be, it it's that, probably intentional. Yeah, it could be because it, it very very reminiscent of it. Mm-hmm. Now they have this big chase scene where he escapes the prison. That's a bit. That's a good, quite a good scene. That's, it's a cool scene, and I love the fact where he has no way to go. Mm-hmm. He and he's trying to, and he figures out he could take what's the current from the subway. Yeah, the train. Yeah, the train. Yeah, and then he jumps in front of it, mm-hmm. and the current from the uh, is uh, guiding him down the tunnel. See CGI. I, I can accept CGI in scenes like that. I fucking hate CGI blood. I have to admit. Um, CGI blood is so fucking fake and it's so obvious but stuff like that where he's flying in front of the train and um, you know there's other times it, it, it can work as well but see whenever it comes to like creature effects and blood I fucking hate CGI you know just yeah. it's just lazy it's not lazy it's just it's it's it, shit I, looking and it is it's, it's over now yeah we we Practical's gone. It's it, you just can't. It's unbelievable, you know. I mean, unbelievable in the sense that I do not buy that. That's blood. That's a fucking nerd fucking creating that on a computer screen. Yeah, nothing beats corn syrup. It's no, I, yes, but at least it's real corn. Cor- yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're right. Nothing beats, and the, you know, we used to, you know, used to have squibs. They call them. Yes, where the, the, the little yeah. exploding that make you look like you got shot. Yeah, now it's CGI'd, and you can tell a hundred percent, and it's, it's cartoonish. Really but it's just like watching someone play a computer game, and that pisses me off. It, it takes me out of the story. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene that could have worked too, where you could have give him again, Jared Little. I know he's the nice guy, mm-hmm. but we need some killing from him. I think. Yes. I know we kill those guys, but technically they were technically bad guys. Yeah, but, but, but um, again, it would lend the his scene- character more weight. And it would be more. It would give him more of a conflict. Whereas, oh, am I? You know, it's more of the the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. Oh, am I a bad guy? Am I a killer? I don't want to be a killer. But yeah, all, the only people he killed were the 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 Russian badasses on the boat. Well, we're getting to the one scene we're about to talk about. I like to see he's he's sitting there reading the Daily Bugle. Yes, I like that. And project. he overhears mm-hmm. these couriers, these guys talking. Yeah, and you're wondering what's going on. So he decides to follow them, and you find out these these bad guys they're counterfeiting are, money. They're counterfeiting money. So what he's going to do, he's going to take over their their their, lab. their den, their lab, so he can work on his own stuff because he's wanted. 
Right, but these are bad guys. Yeah. Let him take out guns and he starts firing at them and he kick, kills them or kicks ass. He breaks he your mom's it. hand? He does it. I do like when he breaks his hand bit by bit as uh-huh. he's explaining what bone he's breaking. Yeah, do you know there's 23 bones in the um, human hand and, you know, stuff like that? And then he says, ah, you'll be all right, take, you know, um, get to your doctor and you'll, you'll be all right after a while, sort of after so many days or whatever. <laughs> I do. That is, I do. That creeped me out because I was like, ew. I don't mind that. Yeah. I like, but he should have just said killing here. I want some killing. If, you know, make these guys bad guys. Don't make them counterfeiters. Make them drug dealers and have whores or something. If they hadn't so, went for the hard um, X or 18 certificate, well, you would have got that. X. Well, 18, whatever it is in America, I don't know. Over uh, the UK, it's an 18. X is porn. Right, okay, fair enough. I didn't know. I was just going to... <laughs> well, no, sorry, in the UK, before the like um, 18 certificates and stuff, I know, and 18 yeah. was an X as well. But yes, um, so basically, if they had went for the hard 18 certificate, you would have got that. It would have had actually, you know, those guys, the counterfeit guys, would have actually been proper fucking badasses, believable sort of villains, you know, sort of gangster types, cr- criminals. But um, instead, it was it was a bit light. What we did get, he broke he broke one of their hands. Well, so fucking what, you know? Oh, it was pretty good. It was. It was a good. good yes, it was a good. Pretty. It was a good hand break to be fair. But you know, there, there should have been like a proper shootout or something. Uh, so they weren't very good fucking criminals. They weren't yeah. very. Um, they were very comic scurry. book. Yeah, very comic book. You know, fifties. Well, they were easy, easy beaten as well. Yeah, I, I wanted something more. Yeah, Not they weren't just... very threatening. Yeah, um, so the big fight sequence mm-hmm. with Milo and himself is very boring, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I wanted more. I wanted more drama mm-hmm. because the best part of this film was when these two were at it as yeah. humans, technically, um, having words about one wants to do it for this purpose, one wants to do it for this purpose, and that was more threatening and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was more of a. Uh, a pot boiler. It was more of the. It was the real meat of the sandwich. Yeah, it was more of the pot. It was a pot boiler because you knew something could give any mm-hmm. moment. This fight sequence should have had that. Yes, there should have been more dialogue driven than more just emotion. Them, the, yeah, them just fighting. They're essentially two brothers trying to kill each other, so there should have been much more emotional weight to that. Instead, it was then, just special effects. You know, um, yeah. you know, jumping about and fucking whizzing about bats and flying about and all. And it was just. It was just a bit generic. So he kills him, right? Yeah. The antiserum kills him. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the nurse, she's alive then? She's one of them now? Yeah, it's that's what's suggested at the end. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so she'll be popping up in the sequel. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... The more we talk about this, actually, the more it pisses me off. I was sort I of... Give, I was going to give it a bit of a... But I think the more you analyse it, the more it frustrates you. Because I was I mean, actually I'm going to give it a not, not a like, you know, not a thumbs up, but more of a sort of, it's all right, nowhere near as bad as it's being made out. But yeah, it's big time wasted opportunity. I mean, like, you had... They had the cast. And then you had Michael Keaton. You're like, yeah. yes, this is my Michael Keaton. He's back. Then you find out he's in jail. He's being transferred. He's playing Adrian Toomes, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vulcan. And, uh, Vulture. Is it Vulcan or Vulcan? Why are you Vulture. Vulture, I almost screwed these up. He's transferred, but it's, it appears... But he's transferred because right now it's taken during the big fight sequence that's happening in No Way Home. Yes, yes, so it he came he, from a parallel universe. So he's transferred, Yeah, and he ends up getting released uh-huh. <laughs> in this new this new universe. Yes. And 
There's two post-credit scenes. Like you did yes. Say, yes. And yeah. then there's a scene with uh, Morbius. Yes. He's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you see the strong wind coming. It's like a cornfield or a desert. I can't remember. And it's a shore, I think, like a shoreline. Yeah, or a and desert then or something. Yeah, it's it's he lands, and he says, "Hey, let's team up or yeah. let's go get the Spider Man or whatever it is." And I just thought, I I just I don't know. This movie's got so much going for it. But it's got they so wandered. much not going. I'll tell you one thing. I the will say it, this the now. Blow, the, the blow. There's no sense in beating around the bush. What could have been something very special indeed. The blow. The blow on it. I'll tell you what. I. I uh, but Bob, I will say this. This is three hundred times better than Venom. Yeah, I didn't like Venom uh, either. I Venom was, was horrible, stupid. and yeah. Venom got a lot better reviews than this did, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. Venom was irritating. Just. I mean, the first thir- the first twenty seven thirty minutes of this film make it. And then you pepper in some good dialogue with Matt Smith, yeah, and with Jared Leto. That makes it. I am sick of vampires being done for fucking children. Like this was done. This is obviously done and toned down because of that. You're gonna give us vampires, bloodsuckers, and all that sort of thing. Give us some fucking. No, no, you're 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 wait. You're going. You're not. You're not getting it though. It's hard. No, pro- I, no, no, it's not. It's not. This is still Marvel superheroes. Yes, I understand that. I get that. But they should have went down the horror route for something different. You for, have for to get away. You know, you have to get away of the mindset of Dracula and <laughs> Gary Oldman's Dracula and Boris Karloff. You have to not Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi. Yes, you have. You have to get rid of that image. That's just not what this but, is but, about. But, but yes, I understand that. I I understand that. But what my point is, it would have been. A different type of superhero film, if they had have given us horror, a horror film, you know, um, or or at least something like Blade, the original Blade. With, with well, this plays a lot like Blade. I don't know why you're yes. saying that because this, no, this no, plays but, but a lot Blade like the original Blade. Was, uh, clearly for adults, while this the first one, while yeah. this is this is toned down for like a teenage audience. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I think we we pretty much dissect it quite well. This is actually we just we actually dissect this one quite well. We actually don't do that with our reviews. Yeah, well, we should just, we should have fucking directed it. I'm only joking. Uh, yeah, we should have. Um, you know, I think this boils down to in the beginning of the podcast I talked about is Jared Leto the problem, and you know what? No, he's the fucking not. producers are the problem. It's the producers who who got involved with the director's work. Factory and that's Ke- and that's Kevin Feige. Yes, he's the one who runs Marvel. Yes, he got his hands on this, and you no. Know, I don't want to. No, that's too emotional. It's factory filmmaking, and not only are they, are they um, destroying the visions of directors, they're they're, they're destroying cinema and proper f- sort of um, visual storytelling, and it pisses me off. Uh, you, of, you have a you have, you're very anti Marvel. No, I'm not. What, no, I am not. I, I am. You gotta. I I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anti anti Marvel. I am anti. Um, Factory filmmaking and these big production companies, like they did, um, have clearly done with so many films, including this one, Morbius, is stick their big on. Well, that's my problem in. because most Marvel films, especially their mainstream core, like yeah. the Captain Americas, yes. the Thors, the Spider Mans, they get this A list. Everything's done to the T. We're gonna two hours and twenty minutes of fun. We're gonna be doing this. Why can't you do that with Venom and Morbius? Mm-hmm. Because there is something here. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it with fucking Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, make it a little scary, mm-hmm. then you could have done it with this one. I agree. I what agree. happened with 
Jared Leto should become like a drunk for at least 20 minutes, mm-hmm. giving us something where he has regret remorse. killing those people. Yeah. Give us some kind of remorse. It's, Matt, it's him. Matt Smith, Jared, 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 uh, Jared, how do you put him in here and, and not utilize him? Yeah. He's a good actor. Yep, 100%. But instead, you give it to the fucking nurse who offers nothing to this film. Yeah, it's a completely pointless character. So I think what they're trying to do, and this is exactly what they're, this is exactly what happened behind the camera. They thought they had something pretty good, pretty scary. I guess, I guess they thought they did, because that's why they had to pepper in those two fucking idiot cops, mm-hmm. who who destroyed it because you're you're not seeing the film that they think you're seeing. Yeah. If that makes any sense, guys, listen, we're ripping on it pretty good, but I we're, think we're being I, fair. We're, we're being we, fair. I think we both went into this trying to give it a fair crack of the whip, but the more we talked about it and actually dissected it. The more um, it's frustrated us, and we're actually quite sort of, you know, it's yeah, we're a bit pissed off, <laughs> you know. It's better than what the reviews are saying. Well, yes, it is. But I, I, can I just say as well, we're not pissed off. Well, we are sort of pissed off from an audience point of view, but we're also pissed off for people like Lido and Smith, who and and the director who had the ingredients. But it's it's clear that the studio have been involved, and and the, there's been notes passed and says, "Oh, you have to do it this way," and and blah blah blah, and it's ruined the film. It's ruined yeah. what could have been something very special and data and very memorable. I'll see you in a fucking couple of weeks' time. I'll have forgotten about this. Yeah, it's unfortunate. There's there's a version out there that's a little yeah. edgier that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and I don't. Get and that's it. sad. And it's just a it's a reflection of mainstream uh, filmmaking today. That and it's one that I don't like. It's the ugly side of these studios poking their noses in instead of just hiring the director and then putting their faith in his vision. Um, you know what I mean? That's why they're, they're supposed to have hired him in, in the first place. You know, producers are fucking corporate twats that sit in offices. They're not fucking actually creatives themselves. So maybe they should actually just stay out of the creative process and let leave it to the fucking people who they've hired who actually know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, it's never the writers and the directors. Never. That's why they hire guns for hire. I mean, I know a couple of directors out there that I, I watch frequently because I know their stuff. But at the end of the day, people don't. People don't. We used to go to cinemas to see a Spielberg film. Yes. We used to go see a John Carpenter film. We used to yeah. go see a Scorsese film. Now it's, they don't even know who the director exactly. is. They don't care. It's because Marvel's doing it. Yeah. I know. You know, it's, in, in, in Marvel, you're just, Consumerism. You're, just you're, you're damaging. Consume product. You're damaging your franchise by yeah. putting in these side projects that deserve better. Big times. It's Big not time. fair to the directors. It's not fair to the actors. It, they lose their power. They lose it. The more you give us, it's it's a law of diminishing returns. Um, the more you give us, the less power it has, and it's just it's just it's fucking over, over so much overkill. You know, you want to be you want the want they they should really want their fans to be itching for more, to be long for, and can't wait until the next release. Now it's just oh another Marvel film, oh another Star Wars film. Well, so fucking what? There was one last weekend, you know. Yeah, and that's why coming up soon, Top Gun, and they're saying Top Gun's going to rebuild. They say it's going to bring back the summer blockbuster. Well, to be fair, we've waited 35 years on that, so they've certainly done it right. <laughs> well, well, we'll see, though. Hopefully well, this, will, this, yeah. will, this will start something, you know, kickstart the uh, the blockbuster coming I back. really hope it does. Uh, listen, guys, this was this has been actually been a fun one. Didn't realize yeah. it would take this long. We actually spent more time talking about this than they did in the script room while uh, rewriting <laughs> some of this film. Yeah. And it was the, good to get some some things off my chest as well. <laughs> I still like the. I still, I'd give it a pass. Uh, I don't think it's the train wreck people say. I it would. Is. Yeah, it's not as bad as people are making out. However, it has some 
serious and very obvious flaws. Um, I wouldn't waste your money going to the cinema to watch it. I would wait till you can see it on TV or something. Yeah, it's hard video on demand now, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, the new issue of Phantasmagoria is out now, available on um, Amazon, all yes. Amazon, all over the world. Yes, it is indeed. The Brand Lumley special dedicated to the life and work of the sort of worldwide bestseller, Brand Lumley. And, uh, yep, it's also available in Forbidden Planet International Belfast. There you go. And you're off tomorrow. You're going to... Uh, yes, a time of recording. Me- yes, um, I'm yeah. going to the ChillerCon convention in Scarborough. There you go. And then, and then, uh, yeah, so he's going to plug us there, so we're going to get a bigger audience. We got posters. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. right. We got posters We're up market. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, how about that, Hollywood? You know, beat that, Hollywood. We that's got right. fucking posters. That's right. We're now, we're now in, um, now it's 85% of the streaming market, plus iHeartRadio. I mean, yes. come on. Yeah. But that's because we've got posters. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's just how you know we're hitting the big time. We've got posters. Oh, and we're going to chiller con. We're so, we're so <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Next time you hear us, we'll be talking Top Gun. We'll volunteer. Maverick. Uh, yeah. You guys take care of yourselves. Have a good one. We're out.